Welcome to the Locked Up Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday. It is Wednesday, July 7th. And of course, as we started off yesterday, after Independence Day, it is officially draft season for the Memphis Grizzlies and many around the NBA. Well, at least two teams when it comes to the NBA um, are still playing when it comes to the Suns and the Bucks, obviously. But for every other team, the focus is on the offseason. And of course, with the draft now, just one day from being three weeks away, plenty of things to cover in that time frame. And we've got all the content covered here for you on Locked on Grizzlies. Today is the first of many Grizzlies prospect profiles, starting with Gonzaga's Corey Kispert in the first segment. The two key strengths, the two primary reasons why Corey Kispert is an attractive prospect in the first half of the first round of this NBA draft. We'll talk about that in the first segment. In the second segment, we'll discuss beyond those two key traits of his, what else he does to add value beyond just being one of the best shooters in this draft class, maybe the best. And in the third segment, we'll dive deep into why he makes so much sense for the Grizzlies as a potential target with their first round pick. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. My name is Sean Coleman. I'm a credentialed media member with the Grizzlies, have been covering the Grizzlies for three years over at Grizzly Bear Blues, have been with Locked on Grizzlies for nearly 18 months now, covering you every single day, your Grizzlies every day, the latest Grizzlies news, insight, perspective, and honest truth when it comes to the Grizzlies. And we ask that you listen to the podcast and let us know what you think of it. Listen, enjoy, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think. We always want to make sure we're offering content that's relevant to our listeners' preferences. I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by the Michelob, by Michelob Ultra at only t- 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. So Gonzaga's Corey Kispert. Now on yesterday's episode, I revealed my current top 15 big board when it comes to the players that make the most sense for the Grizzlies to go after with their first round pick. Not necessarily with number 17, but some players who the Grizzlies should potentially trade up for. Some players who would be very good values at number 17, and a few who probably would be, you know, probably a little bit less exciting than others. But at number three on that board, was Corey Kisper. And the reason why is simply this. Besides Chris Duarte, there may not be a player in this draft who fits the mold that the Grizzlies have done so well in drafting over the past few years. Players, uh, high IQ, productive, high floor players who love playing basketball, love putting in the work to improve, have improved over their college careers, and are very smart and high-energy players on both ends of the court. You see that in Brandon Clark. You see that in Desmond Bain. You see that in Xavier Tillman. And that defines Corey Kispert to a T. But the thing about Corey Kispert is while all of those traits make him a wonderful prospect and a very good, a, a, a player that you have a lot of certainty about becoming a productive NBA player, The one thing that stands out, of course, is his ability to shoot the basketball, especially from three. For instance, since the the 1992-1993 season, Corey Kispert is one of only 20 forwards in the NCAA over that time frame. Between 1992 and 2021, he's one of only 20 forwards over the past 29 years who has 270 or more made threes while also shooting 40% from three in his career. He's one of only 27 players in the NCAA over the past 29 years to have 
Over 600 three-point attempts while shooting 40% or better from three with a true shooting percentage and effective field goal percentage above 60%. Yes, he is one of the best three-point shooters that we have seen in recent memory when it comes to the NCAA. But it's not just Corey Kispert's ability to shoot the three. It's the ability for him to know when it's right to take the shots that he needs to take and also where to take them. The true shooting percentage and effective field goal percentage stands out as to reasons why he is so good when it comes to his ability to shoot. Now, that ability to shoot a lot of times is based off others creating for him. 90% of his shots as a senior this past season, 90% of his 207 three-point attempts were assisted. But the thing about it is this, is that Corey Kisper doesn't necessarily have to create his own shot off the dribble to add benefit by helping the ball handler create his shot. That's the big thing that stands out about Corey Kispert that separates him from other shooters. We talk about ball handlers, playmakers, being able to pass their players open. Well, Corey Kispert as a moving target, as a high IQ player, reading what the defenses are showing him or what are showing the offense that he's a part of, Corey Kispert is very good at reading that defense and connecting with the ball handler knowing where to find an open spot to shoot the three. There were so many examples of that when he was at Gonzaga. Being able to move without the ball, get himself open to be an open catch-and-shoot target for the ball handler, and that's something that is a really great skill that translates to the NBA. He's not just a stationary catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. He's someone that will consistently move around and find the open spot to make the right shot. But the other thing, that stands out about Corey Kispert. This leads into the second trait of his that really stands out, maybe even more important than his shooting, is the fact that he has a high IQ when it comes to knowing what he needs to do on both ends of the basketball court to add value. For instance, he took 395 shots his senior year at Gonzaga. Only 58 of those shots were not at the rim or beyond the three-point line. What that means is, is that Corey Kispert knows what shots have more value, and he also knows how to effectively create a high-percentage look both from the rim as well as from beyond the arc. That type of knowledge allows for him to be able to make up for the fact that he may not have the best athleticism or may not have the best ball handling or ability to create off the dribble. His intelligence to move without the ball, but also to know when and where to take his shots as evidenced by how smart his shot selection is really stands out. The other thing that his intelligence allows for him to do besides moving without the basketball, to get open on the perimeter to be able to shoot shots is the ability to be a cutter. He was one of the most productive transition players in the NCAA in recent memory due to how well he was able to move his feet and how well he was able to connect with the ball handlers and read the defenses. A very effective cutter, a highly effective transition finisher when it comes to the ability to move without the basketball and position himself to be a target for a high percentage look on transition shots. But the other thing is, is that he also can do the little things, set screens, get, create rebounds, make the right passes, extend plays on offense because he's making the right passes, not necessarily for an assist, but perimeter passes. He knows when defenders are closing out on him. He knows the right passes to make to set up his other teammates on scoring opportunities. And the other big thing that his intelligence allows for him to do is it allows for him to play well within a team concept when it comes to defense. Now, Kispert may not ever be an above, aver an above average 
defender himself. He may not ever be someone that can consistently stop his own man in isolation, but in terms of a team concept, Corey Kispert not only will give the effort to make sure that he's going to be, that he's not going to be a liability, but he also has the intelligence to make up for his physical traits. He may have limited physical traits, but he makes up for it a lot like Kyle Anderson does in terms of the ability to make the most with his IQ, putting himself in the right positions, reading plays correctly, making sure that he is distracting his his opposition by making it hard for them to get position. He can get defensive rebounds. He has the footwork to be able to put himself in the right position to limit the chance that he's beat. There's a lot of small nuances to the game that Corey Kispert's IQ allows for him to be either adequate or better at that overcomes the fact that he has limited athleticism when it comes to his game. And that's the overall thing that stands out about Corey Kispert with his shooting and with his IQ. We talk about it so many times. It's great that a player has the ability to shoot in college, but do they have the ability to not only have that shooting translate to the NBA, but also to find other ways to add value to where even though they're a valuable shooter, they may take away from that value because they're a liability elsewhere. While Corey Kispert may never be a significant or elite contributor in any other one area outside of his shooting in the NBA, he certainly does enough to add value beyond his shot to where even if that shot is not falling or even if he's not able to get his shot off, he can still remain a positive value when he's on the court because of his IQ and his ability to adjust to the to, to what the game is presenting him. He has that keen ability to be able to find ways to add value based off what's being asked of him, even if it's not coming from his shot. But beyond his shot and his IQ, where specifically might Corey Kispert be able to add more value beyond those two things, and where could he potentially struggle? There's a reason why, with his shooting, he's not necessarily considered a slam dunk top 10 prospect. Coming up, I'm going to talk about some key, some underlying strengths to Kispert's game that stand out and certainly do add value to him overall as a player, but also some limitations that he has long-term that would make him more as a very good role player instead of being a perennial all-star in the NBA. It's now time to identify once again our Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. And this week, we're going to stick with honoring Grizzlies, who probably aren't the first Grizzlies that you come that come to mind being the best choice for Player of the Week. But this player is someone that certainly, in many different ways, in different roles that he was asked to field, filled them very well. And that is Xavier Tillman. Xavier Tillman coming off a season, his rookie season, so many different roles that he had to play, being thrust into the starting lineup 15 games into his career, falling out of the rotation as players got healthy, but then as other players were ineffective or injured, he went right back into his role and played big minutes, even in making big threes in the play-in and postseason to support the Grizzlies. And the thing about it is this, the reason why players like Xavier Tillman, Desmond Bain, and other young players, even though they may not consistently be in feature roles or always ready to do what they need to do to help the Grizzlies win, is because the joy and happiness that they have playing with the roster that they're a part of. And it leads to enjoyment every time that they're on the court. And if you want enjoyment watching the Grizzlies or other sports that you enjoy, why not enjoy it with a nice glass of Michelob Ultra? It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. The next time 
that you sit down and you enjoy a good sports game, such as the NBA Finals or Grizzlies game or whatever you choose to watch. Enjoy it with a glass of Michelob Ultra. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA Finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Coming up later this week, I'm going to have some special guests, not necessarily talking about the NBA draft, but we'll have some guests discussing the Grizzlies offseason as well as some experts from local or and national universities that cover the prospects that make a lot of sense for the Grizzlies potentially with their first round pick. Many guests are lined up to join us here in July, even a few this week, looking forward to talking Grizzlies basketball with them in terms of the general offseason as well as the NBA draft. Make sure you stay tuned to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast daily for those interviews coming up here in the near future as we prepare for a big offseason when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies. But focusing on Corey Kispert. So as I discussed in the first segment, the two things that stand out about Corey Kispert are his shooting and his high IQ. That's what makes Kispert, in my opinion, one of the safer bets when it comes to this NBA draft. Why, in my opinion, he clearly is one of the top 15 players to take in this draft. Because, yeah, he may not have an all-star ceiling. He may not be someone that's going to contend for all NBA-type honors on a consistent basis like others may have the ceiling to do. But he is someone whose strengths fit a clear need any team any team in the NBA would be glad to have, and he's someone that certainly has shown the ability to also continue to improve his game as time goes on because of his intelligence, but also because of his work ethic. Look at it this way. Corey Kispert, in terms of being in, in terms of being in school, it wasn't just this past year in which he was an NCAA All-Region Award winner. He was the 2020-2021 West Coast Conference Player of the Year. He's a two-time All-West Coast Conference um, recipient in terms of being on their All-Conference teams. Corey Kispert has consistently been someone that was productive in college, but it just, just was not his shooting that improved. Take a look at this. His assists per game. He averaged Point seven is his freshman year and won a game his sophomore year, but then that increased to 2.1 his junior year and 1.8 his senior year. His rebounds improved from 3.2 his freshman year to 5 his senior year. His steals per game increased from three or from 0.3 per game as a freshman to nearly one per game as a senior. He had 29 steals. 14 blocks, 159 total rebounds, and 58 total assists as a senior. Yet none of those numbers really stand out as showing he has a long-term projection as being a significant rebounder or playmaker or, or, or elite turnover creator when it comes to defense. But there was improvement. There was clear improvement in all of those areas to show as time goes on, Kispert has the clear ability to make the needed adjustments to add value in those areas, to make the right pass, to make the right defensive read, to be able to grab rebounds. He has the ability to contribute in other ways outside of scoring and shooting, and it clearly shows when he's on the court that when the ball's in his hands, good things are going to happen, but even if they're not in his hands, he has the ability off the ball to make things happen to once the ball's in his hands, that even increases the chances more 
good things are about to happen. Another thing that stands out is that he also had a positive assist-to-turnover ratio every year that he was in college. So there was a consistent There was a consistent and clear improvement when it comes to Corey Kispert's IQ. He was able to add value beyond just his shooting. And beyond just his three-point shooting, as I mentioned in the first segment, Corey Kispert isn't just a three-point shooter. He has good intellect to be a three-level shooter when it needs to be done. For instance, he shot 75% at the rim during his senior season. That is an incredibly effective rate for someone like Corey Kispert, who's not necessarily an athletic maven who you would think would consistently be able to attack the rim with confidence, but yet he did. That's why, once again, he was one of the most effective in-transition playmakers that the NCAA has seen in recent memory. His consistently effective footwork, creating space as a finisher, being able to distribute the ball as a passer, getting out on the run, being able to find the right lanes to cut, all those things are not only due to his intelligence, but his effective footwork. Now, One other thing that that effective footwork and IQ really could allow for him to be able to do at the next level is it can allow for him to be able to potentially play that stretch four position. He is he does measure out to be around 6'7", so he's not going to be a consistent banger inside, and of course also you want him on the perimeter for his three-point shooting. But in the right situations where you could use him as a stretch four, his effective footwork both on defense and on offense could allow for him to not be someone who's a clear liability in those spots because he knows how to make the most of any situation that he's in, even in situations where he may be a little bit undermanned when it comes to the physical aspects of the game, quickness, athleticism, strength, he can make up for it with his intelligence. So in other words, he's going to be a player that never is really out of place when it comes to his production. And that's the big thing that stands out about Kispert on both offense and defense. He's someone that never is going to be out of place because he's always going to be, he's shown the ability in college to consistently find a way to add value regardless of the position that he's in or the task that he's asked to perform beyond his shooting and scoring. But the thing about it is this, though, is that Corey Kispert is someone who just turned 22 years old. While he probably is nowhere near the ceiling that he will be as a player, he probably is significantly further along than many of the younger players that are going to be in this draft. And let's be honest, the shooting Kispert offers is arguably the best in this draft. And it's likely that he could continue to trend as the best shooter from this draft significant ways into his career. But there are other players, especially those in the top 10, who have higher upside, especially on defense and as two-way contributors. That's one thing that stands out about Kispert. He's very much a high-floor type player instead of being an elite ceiling type player. That's not necessarily a negative towards Kispert. It's just what separates him from likely not being a top 10 pick. He's a high floor type player who likely is going to excel as a role player rather than being a guy who truly could be the first, second, or third best option on a potential championship contender in the future or a guy who will ever be considered as one of the truly best 3 and D type assets that you would love for the Grizzlies to get in this draft. There are several other prospects, in my opinion, who overall could have higher ceilings as two-way type impact players. 
Kispert has the ability to not be a liability on defense, but I don't ever know if he's truly going to be an asset. He has limited um, athleticism. He's going to have limited movement when it comes to his lateral ability to stay with his defenders. He's more of a guy who's going to be able to play a zone in a team concept rather than some type of shutdown defender against anybody in the post or on the perimeter, or is he, he's someone that probably is going to have moments where he's going to be beat off the dribble. That's fine. That just happens when you have a player with his type of athleticism. Yes, he is over he is able to overcome it quite a few times when it comes to his IQ, but obviously you're playing the best of the best in the NBA. That IQ advantage probably is going to be reduced a bit. So there may be times, especially when he's out on an island on defense, that Corey Kispert may be exposed as a liability early in his career. That's not necessarily a negative. It's something that you see quite a bit when it comes to these pro- these prospects with limited athleticism, especially those who are going to be out on the perimeter more. But you put faith in his IQ as well as his experience of being able to figure out ways to overcome that and being able to figure out ways to put himself in a position to minimize the impact that his limited athleticism and overall natural ability to defend. You you put a lot of faith in Kispert to be able to make it to where he's not going to be a liability in too many situations. At the end of the day, Corey Kispert is a shooter. At the end of the day, though, he's more than just a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. He has the ability to add value from all three levels. He has the ability to add value through transition. And he has the ability, as he's shown through his across-the-board improvement in college, to not only be a decent playmaker when folks are having to recognize his skill. That's another big thing about Corey Kispert. He's someone that defenses are going to have to respect. So if a defender were to create space by respecting Kispert's gravity and going out towards him on a closeout, Corey Kispert has the ability in multiple ways to take advantage of that. Driving past the defender to shoot in the open spot, being able to get to the rim potentially, being able to pass the ball to a teammate who has a high percentage shot, he has the knowledge to take advantage of that. Corey Kispert is truly more than just a shooter. He's someone that, while it may not be significant value defensively, can add value on both ends of the court, and he's also someone that even when his shot is not falling, though that may be a rare occurrence, even when his shot is not falling, he still can find ways to be able to add value when he is on the court. Does that sound familiar? It should. Corey Kispert checks so many boxes when it comes to the type of players the Grizzlies are looking for with this new front office regime over the past few years when it comes to their drafts. And that is a reason why Corey Kispert is one of the more ideal fits in this draft for the Grizzlies. However, does it make him the best fit? Coming up, I'm going to discuss the many different ways in which Corey Kispert makes sense for the Grizzlies, but he's not necessarily the top target they should go after in this draft. The month of July is finally here, and while that may be exciting for you for other reasons outside of sports, my focus is sports because of all the different things that are going on in the sports world. You've got the NBA Finals, the NHL Finals, the MLB All-Star Game, the MLB Draft, and the NBA Draft, plus the 2021 Olympics. So many fun things going on when it comes to the world of sports, and if that means that you enjoy wagering and betting on sports, well, you've got so many things on the docket, you may not have time to bet on them all, but If you need the one place that has you covered and the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action, it's BetOnline. 
You get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, UFC MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Go to betonline.ag, put in the promo code locked on when you sign in at the website or through your mobile device, and receive your 50% welcome bonus using that promo code locked on on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Visit betonline.ag today. The summer is here, and so of course that means, like me and my family, you're probably out traveling more often than you typically do. But the thing about it is this, is that if you are traveling more, you want to make sure your car is in good working order. If it for some reason is not, and you're in need of repairs, rockauto.com is a great place for you to go to get all the repairs done that you need. Whether you're someone like me, who needs repairs done by others, you do your own repairs or you do repairs for a living, rockauto.com is very easy to use. Within a few clicks of the button, you'll find what you need. And regardless of the part or the make and model of the car that you have, rockauto.com is likely to have it. It also is very cost-friendly. This is a family-owned business. They know car parts a lot of times fall out of budget. They will try their best to make things as economically friendly as can be. When you visit rockauto.com, let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey will be on the airwaves. Featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough are Locked On NBA Local experts will make selections for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. Once again, we're going to have many guests on the show this week and beyond when it comes to continuing to talk, talk about the Grizzlies offseason, but especially the Grizzlies draft. One of the many names that will be joining us is one of our favorite personalities when it comes to draft coverage. Chip Williams will be joining us. We talked with him during last year's lead up to last year's draft, talked with him earlier this year about some players to look forward to. He will be joining us later on this month, one of many names that we'll be speaking on. Some local experts on specific targets the Grizzlies could go after in the draft, others general prospect minds, general prospect experts that'll break it down as to which process makes the most fits for the Grizzlies. So make sure to stick tuned through the month of July for many special guests when it comes to the Grizzlies offseason and the NBA draft. Wrapping up this opportunity to talk about Corey Kispert, the thing about it is this. He shoots well. He's a very smart player. He's not someone that probably has the highest ceiling in this draft. There probably are. You know, double-digit amount of prospects that have higher projected ceilings than Corey Kispert. But at the end of the day, potential and theoretical ceilings can only take you so far. True production is what stands out. And producing in needed areas that any team in the NBA can benefit from having is another big thing that stands out about Corey Kispert. Well, when it specifically comes to the Grizzlies, there are two real big things that stand out about Kispert. He checks many of the boxes that I and others have highlighted over the past year that the Grizzlies really seem to focus on. Highly productive players with multiple years of college experience, multiple years of high-level production in college, players who have across the board improved high IQ, high energy players. Corey Kispert 
absolutely checks all those boxes. He also obviously is potentially being the best shooter in this draft who could project as the best shooter from this draft moving forward. That certainly fits a Grizzlies team whose need stands out when it comes to shooting. The Grizzlies still remain one of the worst three-point shooting teams in terms of production in the league. Having another player on the level of Kispert would be an amazing get for this Grizzlies team. And if this all sounds very familiar, it should. You know, I had mentioned that Corey Kispert was, you know, one of 20 players and one of 34 players to shoot the three like he did during his career in college. But the reason why that was a small number was because he did it as a forward versus se- versus a multitude of guards that have done it in the past. The one thing that stands out about Kispert compared to other shooters in this draft Corey Kispert does it in a frame that could allow for him to theoretically play the 2, 3, or 4 in the NBA instead of potentially playing the 1 or the 2. That's what stands out as him being an ideal target for the Grizzlies. We already know the Grizzlies have several shooting options when it comes to the backcourt. Desmond Bain, Grayson Allen, DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, those players stand out. But with Corey Kispert, you have the ability to have him as a true wing playing with one of those players instead of adding another player who basically would be in the rotation. That's the big thing about it. If it stands out that Corey Kispert sounds a lot like Desmond Bain, it's because their games are very similar. The overwhelming majority of their value comes from their shot, but You've also got two high IQ, mature players who know how to adjust and will show incremental and significant improvements quickly to be able to add value in other parts of their game besides just their shooting. Now imagine you have both of them on the court at the same time, or for over 30 to 35 minutes a night, you have at least one of them on the court as a surefire option from three. That's the type of ability that you gain in this draft from adding Corey Kispert to the Grizzlies. Sure, he's not the shot creator that you would love to see potentially in the ceiling of a Zaire Williams or maybe a James Booknight. Maybe a Moses Moody type 3 and D ceiling may not be there. A 3 and D ceiling or a scoring and defending ceiling of a Keon Johnson. Those overall ceilings may not be there with Corey Kispert. But if you want a player who rightfully is compared to a, who, having the potential of a Duncan Robinson or having the potential of a Joe Harris, whose production in the first one or two years of his career could mimic a Doug McDermott, maybe a long-term player in the mold of a Kyle Korver, or potentially a Mike Miller. Those type of players are the long-term projections that stand out as being similar to what Corey Kispert could offer you for an extended period of time. To have that type of shooting and scoring potential and fit it onto a team with the Grizzlies who absolutely need it to take their next step to become a sustainable winner, it would be an ideal fit. And the thing about it is this, the biggest thing in my opinion is this, is that you have sensible ways to make it happen even if Kispert is not going to be there at 17. If Corey Kispert, if if some of these international prospects I mentioned yesterday were to be picked early, like an Alperin Singen or a Josh Giddy, some of these younger players with the upside, if they're picked early, maybe Corey Kispert falls to that 14 or 15 range. Am I fine with taking the Utah pick in 17 and trading up a few spots to get Kispert? 
Absolutely. Am I fine sending out Grayson Allen for a few second round picks and maybe putting them with 17 to move up to get Kispert? Absolutely. Basically what you're doing in this situation is you are taking one of the two guard options that you have in the rotation that played this year for the Grizzlies and you're transferring that shooting ability to a wing position in Corey Kispert. Not only are you likely getting a higher ceiling shooter than, than, than a Melton or a Brooks or an Allen in Kispert, but you're also gaining the potential to play Kispert with the options that you have at the two-guard position. Kispert offers a lot more balance as a rotational shooter from the wing-slash-forward position than having a surplus of players at that two-guard position, and that's a big reason why the Grizzlies should really target Corey Kispert if he makes sense there in that late lottery or just beyond. Another reason as to why getting Kispert makes sense for this Grizzlies team, obviously, as we've discussed, the Grizzlies have never really been a free agent destination. You hope that maybe Ja Morant, and if he develops Jaron Jackson Jr., change that in time. But when you're looking at what's currently out there when it comes to shooting, what it costs in terms of money to add shooting to a roster, consider some of these contracts that we've recently seen. Joe Harris, four years, $80 million. Luke Kennard, four years, $64 million. Duncan Robinson likely is going to get four years, 72 to $80 million. If the Grizzlies could land a talent like Corey Kispert in this draft, they would have him on a contract for the next four years that would allow for him to be able to cost a fraction of what other sharpshooters in the NBA cost, but if Kispert can produce similar to what Desmond Bain does, the Grizzlies then have one of the better one-two, especially catch-and-shoot three-point combos in the league at a fraction of the cost, at a cost to where they're going to pay these guys less than $10 million per year combined over at least the next three seasons. That's the type of ability that you gain by drafting a Corey Kispert in this draft. By combining him with Desmond Bain, you have a one-two combination that you probably have not had since the Grizzlies, in terms of shooting the three, since the Grizzlies have moved to Memphis. And not only that, you save yourself quite a bit of money by being able to have those guys as the supporting cast to support Jaw, Jarrett, and any other talents that you bring in. And that is a tremendous basis, a tremendous supporting cast to put together. If you add Corey Kisper to the Grizzlies, you're starting to form a foundation like has boosted the Atlanta Hawks this year, like we see with the three-point shooting ability of the Utah Jazz. I'm not saying that the Grizzlies are going to be on those levels next year. I'm saying you're seeing the beginnings of that type of foundation be created. Sure, like I mentioned in the second segment, Corey Kispert probably doesn't have the upside of being that long-term third significant talent that really could combine together to make a championship trio with Jaw and with Jaron long-term. But he certainly offers quite a bit of confidence in becoming a very, very high-profile role player whose skill set is needed to support a team, along with the Desmond Bain and others, to create a supporting cast that could make the difference in advancing in the playoffs. That type of certainty that you get with Corey Kispert is the reason why he's number three on my board. It's the reason why I am perfectly fine with trading up maybe three or four spots, trading the Utah first, or maybe a, a Grayson Allen to go up and get him. He is an ideal 
ideal fit for this Grizzlies team, not only because of his shooting, but also because of what he can mean to the culture with his attitude and work ethic, the IQ that he has to probably overcome the ceiling that some will have for him when it comes to what he can do in the NBA, and of course, him continuing the trend that the Grizzlies have shown at knowing how to value prospects, especially older ones that are productive and that can immediately step in and offer contribution in ways that are highly valued in today's game. Corey Kispert may not be to the level of a Moses Moody or a James Booknight in terms of just ultimate home runs that I think the Grizzlies could land in this draft for the roster, but he's pretty darn close. And I think that anyone who is a Grizzlies fan would be should be absolutely ecstatic with landing him if that is is the result for the Grizzlies come draft night. There's a reason why Kispert has been connected with us for so long. It's because he's an ideal fit for what our roster needs and what we're looking to do as this roster evolves. He certainly would help the Grizzlies take that next step forward in the present and beyond. Thanks so much for enjoying this. I hope that you certainly did enjoy it. This is one of many prospect profiles that we will be looking to do as we continue this week and going in over the next few weeks when it comes to our NBA draft coverage. Hope you have a great Wednesday. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.